Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. Welcome to the full-time Devils Takeover on the Manchester Football Social. Here for an hour to talk all things Manchester United. I have got the lovely Webby and Gaz here with me for that hour. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Ah, good evening to you. Eight wins away on the bounce for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We are asking today, is there anyone better than him for the job? If you think so, 877-11-0345-111-7625. There simply can't be anyone now who will be better than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the next permanent Manchester United manager. We're also going to have a look at last night's game. Uh, obviously, United winning 3-1. Uh, we're talking about uh, Oli giving a debut to Ghana. We want to talk maybe Greenwood next, possibly? Mm-hmm. Question mark, question mark. Uh, and all that, as well as keeping our eye on David De Gea possibly getting a new contract on Manchester United. But he wants just as much money as Sanchez, apparently. Is he... <laughs> Is he worth it? Uh, yes. Uh, and Lukaku, now he's bagging in the goals again for Manchester United. Did that performance convince you that he should be uh, in the first team uh, coming up? All these big games are going to be thrown at Manchester United from now to the end of the season. Has he filled you with confidence? 877-11-0345-111-7625. If you going over to YouTube, we'll be a couple of minutes and then we'll go over and go live there for you. Uh, we'll give you uh, a nod when we are live so you can see our lovely faces. I have to put my clothes back on then. Give us a nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe, give yeah. us a nod. <laughs> give you the nod. Yeah, give me a wink. Right. How uh-huh. was... Uh, pardon. How was the show, uh, the show? How was the game last night for you, Gaz? Uh, yeah. Second half was really when you... you yeah, second half. I really into got into it. the game second half and I fell asleep at half time. You're joking. <laughs> You're no, joking. But, but I've watched the highlights. It's great. It's great and it's going great. And I tell you what, yesterday's results, last night's result, one of the biggest that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's got as Manchester United manager at the minute. Very easy for us to have dropped points there yesterday, last night, or even put in a, 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 a slightly lacklustre performance and get away with a lucky win. It wasn't a lucky win. We deserved it. We were great. And I tell you what, it's a massive difference to how we would have played away at Crystal Palace on a Wednesday night a few months ago. Webby? Yeah, obviously a comfortable win. I did, did think before the match, obviously with the injuries, that it was going to be an hard game. Uh was, was worried about our midfield, the young ones in there getting bullied by more experienced players, which Palace have got. But look, comf- comfortable and uh, McTominay, you know, uh, can't fault him. Had a great game, you know. He's about and he done everything simple, you know. And obviously, people know about Lukaku, but uh, Lukaku got slated for his performance on Sunday, you know, versus Liverpool, and he did a job there stopping Robertson 
which is one of their main threats. You know, he put a shift in there, and if Smalling would have gambled at the far post, we would have come away with a 1-0 victory, and I thought Lukaku did well. Obviously, his two goals last night, striker score, breeds confidence, you know, but obviously, Rashford's number one now, but Lukaku, he's backfiring, and that's what we need. Yeah, we do need that, and the team looked so strong together last night, making sure that all three points were secured, because, you know, although we had this unbelievable form going into this game, you were worried with that, the fact that there were so many players out injured, yeah. you're thinking, oh, what's he going to do? Mm. You, you, i tell you what was doing the rounds on social media this week, was that unbelievable team Fergie beat Arsenal with that time, <laughs> with Cleverly in, in the midfield, and you wondered to yourself, will we look back in this game and just say, oh, this, this sort of period of time, where Ollie's got most of our first-team players out, and what he does to make well, United get all three points is just a sign of a good manager. It's interesting you say that because I, I was thinking as you were talking about the team, then do you remember the time that Fergie played Fabio and Raphael in midfield and won the game? <laughs> Against Arsenal in the cup, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and and you saw sort of, a, I guess, a similar thing last night with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer playing uh, Diogo Dalot, a yep. right wing. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who, one, expected that to happen and, and two, expected it to work. I thought he was great there. Um, he's obviously got the the pace and the physical presence for it. So, yeah, I, I, look, if, you, if you're playing for a manager, he can he can get players who play in different positions and use attributes in certain ways to use them in other in other positions. It's just like Fergie used to do. Yes, but one thing that we're going to speak to Keith now is on the phone. Hello, Keith. Hello. How you doing, Hello. mate? Uh, you can get in touch like Keith has just done. Oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Keith, uh, what do you want to say tonight in full time Devils takeover? I want to talk about transfer business we need to do in the summer. Because what, why I brought you in, Keith, because I was thinking that when you say you get the low on the wing and possibly works for Ollie, we shouldn't just stick with what works. We should look at improving. Yeah, of course. Um, I think we're only three signings off challenging for the league, to be honest. Who are then um, three signings? Ruben Neves is a defensive midfielder, you know, like a long-term placement for Matic. We need one of them, yeah. Um, Kieran Trippier at right back for just to replace Ashley Young. I know, mate. Did you, did you see that? A few seasons, really. Did um, you see that last night from Trippier? Yeah, yeah. But he's he's a good player. I, I do rate him a lot. Yeah, I mean, he might just be what he did during the World Cup, but he, he, from what I've seen of him, he's a good player. Final one? And final one's Cooler Barley. Just a really good centre-back. And you'd be confident with Ollie at the wheel and them three signings that United could be up there challenging for the title yeah. next year? Obviously, we've got to get rid of a few players like Damian, Juan Mata. I know I like, I love Juan Mata, but he's past it. You can tell he's past it. He doesn't deserve to be on 170 grand a week. There were some rumours, wasn't there, about uh, Mata uh, signing a new contract uh, and getting that kind of money. I mean, they're just rumours. We can only speculate. We can't say that's for certain. But, I mean, that kind of money we playing on Mata, you wouldn't be happy with that, would you, Keith? No, it's too much for practically a bench player. Would you be happy with that, guys? I, I, I'm not sure that Juan Mata really can fit into the current Manchester United system unless it is a player who's in and out of the team quite regular, which I think Juan Mata would be alright doing, and, and doing that, he can be quite a valuable player to us. It's not the same situation as we have with, for example, Romelu Lukaku, who I think is a player that would be valuable to keep at the club because we can use him uh, in certain games that we need that big target man. However, the situation with Lukaku is we spent 70 million on him and he's not going to be happy being a bench player. Juan Mata maybe will be a little bit more satisfied being that. So I think if we can keep Juan Mata, it, he's an important player to keep. Um, 
Can I say then to you, Keith, thank you very much for calling 0345 uh, We're going to go into a bit of chat now about Lukaku in last night's game. Do you have confidence back uh, with Lukaku? Because when you mentioned players to get rid of, you didn't mention him. Not not yet, but we've got, we got to give him a few games first. We've got to give him a few games to prove himself. Playing versus Southampton, playing versus Arsenal. And if, and if he scores at least two goals in them two games, uh, I can get my confidence back in him. Keith, thank you very much for your call. 0345-111-7625. Come and have your say. Uh, this is obviously the full-time Devils takeover with you. Till 7 o'clock tonight. Um, before we get on to big man Romelu, we will talk about... Could you kind of pair them uh, over the last couple of weeks? If it's from the full-time Devils takeover or the normal Manchester football socials. We paired Sanchez and Lukaku together mm. and said these two have got to do something now. This is their moment. They want to step up to Manchester United you know this is the time now because obviously with the injuries to uh, Lingard and Martial Sanchez just was, was pretty poor I mean Webber you said that Manchester yeah, Evening it, News gave him two, two out of yeah, ten but that's Sam what's he called Luckiest he doesn't what he knows about football he can write in the back of his stamp that clown but go, but looking at it, obviously, I don't think he did that that <laughs> bad. You know, I think he put a shift in on Sunday against Liverpool when he come on. I thought he should have come on before Lingard. Uh, obviously, he wasn't the greatest last night, but two out of ten, that's absolutely disgraceful by someone who's never played the game. You know, I don't know how, how they get these jobs. Do they know someone inside? You know, it's well, that's his point of view. But Lukaku, I, f- I feel for him in a way because he come all guns blazing. You know, he scored the goals. Then obviously... The Rashford come in through the middle once Ollie come there and Rashford just was, was playing well under Mourinho you know and he's moved him into the middle and he's scored the goals you know he's a lot quicker and I feel sorry for him but he's, if listen we, we're going to struggle to get our money back it was 90 million all in sold with the certain games we're not going to get that does Ollie fancy him not really I don't think but he's on a big contract he's not going to look to leave you know does he want game time? There's rumours that he's making noises about going to Italy. If it's best for both parties, then we're selling. But at the moment, if I'm a centre-half, guys, I'm coming up against Lukaku and thinking, we for one hell of a game here, physical battle and all that. And for me, he doesn't use that as a, as a strength, you know. He's a big lad, apparently, in all ways. But he doesn't use that. Yeah. And he should be scared of defenders. And I see some of the tackles, what he gets beat on, and I'm thinking, come on, Romelu, you're harder and bigger than that, son. I just think that Romelu Lukaku doesn't fit into the system that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be trying to play week in, week out for United now. Um, and like I was saying before, I'd, I'd love to keep him in <coughs> as a target man, as that option when we need it, but you can't keep a £70 million striker on the bench and he won't stay happy there either. What did you mean when he played a bit out wide against Liverpool? I didn't rate him, mate, at all. I thought he did a shift. Um, I thought he did a shift. No, he did a shift. It wasn't his game, it wasn't his natural game, obviously, but if you look at the second half at Anfield, once Mourinho changed the system around, then Robertson come more and more into the game, and he's one of their biggest attacking options, Robertson. they got a right still there for something like eight million from Hull. You know, Romelu put a shift in there, and obviously he put the cross in for a disallowed goal, and he put the cross in if, like I said, if Smalling would have gambled, we would have won the game 1-0, but he never so. I thought he did all right, considering all where he played mm-hmm. him. We had that uh, February, you know, it's coming up to March now, tomorrow, because there is a, only 28 days, just figured that out. <laughs> there was that February where every social media account in the country had monkey eyes and put the uh, fixture list of February for Manchester uh, United, oh, it's going to be a disaster. We got through it all right, okay, we're not in the top four, and Paris is going to be a tough game, we are 2-0 down. All right. We got through it all right. All well. right. All right, oh. Oof. All right would be a win against Paris. <laughs> and we're in top four and we get through to the 
FA Cup next think we round. Did pretty darn well, mate. We got through all right. <laughs> getting through good would be beating Paris at home. Oh, and then getting into the top four. We're not in the top four. We've not beat Paris at home. We've oh, done all right. Very we're only a point behind Arsenal. And also, this weekend, it's North London derby. You know, ah. He'll be in the top four by the end of this weekend. So let's look at March because, yeah, we, I still think we can do all right here. Southampton, then you've got the PSG game away. You've got Arsenal, you've got Wolves, Watford. Wolves again. Uh, that, well, no, that's in the um, that's in April that time. So we've only got five games in in March. And you know what, Ollie, in the way he's going, you can be confident, can't you? Yeah, and it's not even confident. You know what? Well, I am confident that we'll win. We'll win a lot of those games, yeah. if not every one of those games. Maybe the PSG one will probably struggle. Um, but if we if we're not going to win it, if we do draw, we do drop points, or we even lose. You know you're going to see a performance from those Man United players. It's like the, uh, it's like you look back at the games and people talk about eight away wins, and then you look at the games where Oli has dropped points against Burnley. He drew that game in the best possible fashion. Yeah. Like the best possible way to draw a game is to be two 0 down and finish two all. Maybe. Yeah. It's always, you, you do, know, do, 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 do you look at it and think, you know, going to Arsenal? Uh, obviously, the Wolves in the FA Cup as well, because Wolves in the FA Cup are going to be a big test. Both hard games, then, you know, Arsenal, you know what you get you with Arsenal. I know we beat them in the Cup, but they'll go full strength, and looks like Mkhitaryan's backfiring all cylinders, and he's had his fallout with uh, Mesut Ozil, that's been, and apparently, by all accounts, he played well last night, and it was only Bournemouth, but no disrespect to Bournemouth, you know. So that's going to be an hard game. The Wolves in the FA Cup, I said the other week on social media, Wolves are so easy on the eye, you know, they play great football. We played them at Old Trafford one all, and let's have it right, the Reds there, they deserve to at least get the point, if not get the victory against us, you know, so it's going to be a very, very hard game down there. And if we come out of it the other corner, we're through in an FA Cup semi-final, and we're in the top four, then it only strengthens Ollie's uh, chance to get the job uh, so yeah bring them on bring all the games on guys uh, let's talk about now um, Manchester United uh, Lukaku and Sanchez are we saying that Sanchez for, m- for me personally I wouldn't feel confident if I saw him in a start 11 for Manchester United again I don't I d- so he, you know, he's made his bed, and I think he's got a lie in it. There's nothing in him. Even Herrera giving him that push and that little shove and that team talk. For mm. me, Sanchez is gone. But for you, for you, and like what you said before, Lukaku still has that option on the bench. And yeah. th- uh, we're leaving it like that. I think Sanchez. I think it's difficult with Sanchez because at, he didn't play well, and he hasn't played well at all recently. But I think I'd start him next game just because of the injury problems that we have. I know a lot of people want to see United throwing youth in there and want to see, you know, the likes of uh, Tahith Chong taking one of those wing places in his place. But, I don't know, starting a game when we're still chasing top four, you've got a player of Alexis Sanchez's calibre. I know his form's not great, but I say we start him next game and if he doesn't turn up, then bring him off and throw Tahith Chong on, throw, throw an unknown quantity in there. But I, I still think with the injuries, he's, he's valuable to us at the minute. But he's not showing it on the pitch, is he? No, he's not. We're going to take a little break now. When we come back, we are going to be speaking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And if there is anyone out there you think he's better for Manchester United right now, when he first got the job, we obviously said that there was a lot of different names floating about, but then there was only two. Now is there only one? We're going to be speaking about that and also getting your calls on 0345 717625 with Gaz and Webby till 7. My name is Joe and we'll see you after this. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. 
Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. Welcome back to the full-time Devils takeover on the Manchester Football Social. We thank you very much for listening live, if you are. But if you're listening via the podcast, uh, thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe and give us a little rating. Podcast, you say? I hear you cry. Gaz and Webby are with me for the next 40 minutes. Say podcast. Podcast? Yes, there is a podcast. Manchester United Football Social. Search it wherever you get your podcasts from. Listen to us wherever you are. Imagine Webby, people listening to you whilst you're having a bath. Leave it, Jim. On the toilet. I, I imagine that that's where the majority of people, people listen yeah. to us. I know, I'm a little toilet. cheeky bath. What do you yeah. mean, leave it? Uh, this is obviously Manchester United show. We talk all about the Reds for six or seven every Thursday, and we are going to be speaking now about one Olic Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, we're going to talk about he's got a, he's got out of the Manchester United job. There's no <laughs> its and buts about it. He came into Manchester United knowing that he'll be in charge to the end of the season. And there's so many names floating about. And I've, I've even checked on uh, a lot of betting sites to see who his odds on to be number one. There was names flying about about Zidane and Poch and etc, etc. But as the games have gone on, there is simply no one now that someone could tell me he's better than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to be Manchester United manager. A day, 0345 treble one seven six two five eight double seven double one. It would take... simply... Yeah, it would take a brief no one a call yeah. up and claim that someone else deserves the job. I think. I, I think we had one last week, didn't we? The lad saying about uh, he still would take Poch. He still take Poch, and we had the Spurs fan as well, didn't he? Said so he'd swap him. Yes, go get the podcast. Is what we're talking about. Look, uh, I, I, can, can I be devil's advocate? Yeah, yeah, please. Like, like, like Ollie, I love him, and he's done great at United so far. In fact, he's done perfectly at United so <laughs> far. Let's face it; he couldn't, he really couldn't do much better. I think we we thought when he got the job, and we, like, it was just all about appeasing the fans, making us happy. Hey, results might not be that great for the end of the season. Hey, the season is pretty much just a write-off now, but we're going to get Ollie in, and there's just going to be a feel-good atmosphere. We're probably going to draw every game, three all. That's not what's happened. He just keeps winning. Um, the only thing I can say for Poch is that it's been—it's not been that long yet. It's not been that long yet, and the argument could still be there that United are just going through an unbelievable bit of form, and it's eventually going to uh, even itself out come the end of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. I think United have shown enough now, and Ali Gunnar Solskjaer has shown enough now that not only—he's not here just to put the smiles on fans' faces. He's got a bit of tactical nuance about him. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. Um, I can't see any reason why you'd give it to anyone else at this point, mate, barring a catastrophe. But I think you give it a couple of weeks and then the official announcement will come. Yeah, Do you think, we, Yeah, we've said all along, I think the club will wait till the end of the season to make the decision. Obviously, you've got some big matches coming up, which we've just said, you know, with the football's hell of a lot much better than what we've seen uh, from the previous managers, you know. So, mate, good on Ali, you know what I mean? He knows what the club's all about. You know, he's got the players playing. You know, he's got the fans happy. He's got the crowd going. So, all for it. And I think he will get the job. But I think the club will just wait until the end of the season. I don't think they'll make a decision now. And it it makes it, you know, obviously there's going to be compensation to Mulder. Obviously, a lot cheaper compensation if we played it to Spurs. You know what I mean? Because dealing with Mr Levy, Levy, whatever he's called, is very hard work, you know. So, no... Give it Ollie. Uh, let's see where we go. You know, he's going to hit some hard times. Every manager does, but I think he's got the right people around him. Mickey Phelan's got to stay for me. Uh, and happy days, yeah. Let, give him the job. How, how does it work like nowadays in terms of getting a new manager? Like, 
should say if we were still looking at Poch and we were still wanting to get Poch, just how early would we want to be putting the feelers out for him? Because like, is that something we could do in April, for example? Or is there more chance in April that we go to him and he says, no, I'm, I'm definitely staying at Spurs for the next season? Because I feel like like it, it, the only way Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't get the job at this point is an absolutely catastrophic march where we lose four of those games that you mentioned before, which I can't see happening. But if that does happen, suppose, you know, as, as football is in the modern day, if you if you look at obviously the the way City did it when he had Pellegrina, you know I don't like giving them credit, but they they got Guardiola, and from probably December January he was telling what players to get, blah, what players to get rid of, you know, and it bears fruit. Obviously, if you look at him at April, you know it's you need to start looking now. Gazzola last month or around Christmas, right? Once Mourinho left, like to get to speak to someone. Obviously, get them in charge, but don't don't announce it. And ask them what players they want, what players they fancy, who they doesn't fancy. The same what they did up there. But for me, obviously, in the moment, Solskjaer's in the number one position, you know. And he's, last night, everyone was worried about the game at Palace because it's an hard game at the best of times, whether you got your full strength or not. And we come away comfortable 3-1 winners, you know. They had a bit of a spell at, at 1-0 and then at 2-1. But we've totally deserved a 3-1 victory and we marched it on to Southampton Saturday. There is... Uh... A little warning sign about what happened in January where no money was spent at all. Mm. Now, whether that being it was too uh, soon after Ollie's taken over, he hasn't assessed the squad yet or not. But I really don't hope that if Ollie does get the job, I hope he knows one, the right players to sign. But two, I hope he actually thinks that there's players we need to sign. Yeah, that's Because I would hate if it goes through the, a drad summer where no one is brought into the club and we expect Ollie to beat a team like Liverpool and City that have spent so much rich in their squad and that battered us this season in terms of how many points ahead and you think we could easily catch them up but with no signings whatsoever you've, you've got to have an eye on who you need to bring in next year. This is a fear that I've seen on Twitter from the very few that there is left Mourinho lovers that they feel like uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been brought in uh, and, and they're looking at it pessimistically as if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's never going to stand up to the chairman Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's never going to stand up to the board if they're not investing in the team enough yep. which people think could definitely possibly happen in summer the the board uh, tries and saves its money as it always does whenever it can um, and potentially doesn't give Ole enough uh, hopefully Ole is already talking now about his targets in the summer and hopefully he does have big targets because uh, I think your man on the phone before, sorry, I can't remember your name, Keith. mate. Keith, the, the positions that he came out with, wasn't so sure about the players, Kieran Trippier, oof, don't want him near that United team. Um, but the positions, he said, uh, a full-back, a centre-half and a defensive midfielder, yeah, I think that's bang on. And I think Ollie needs to go for big players in those positions. Someone who believes Ollie should get the job, he's Dan, hello, Dan. Hey, all right. Yeah, very good, man. Thank you very much for calling. We are having trouble with YouTube Live, uh, but we are obviously on the radio. We do this podcast every Thursday, 6 till 7. Uh, do call in 0345 7625. Dan, Ollie, the man for you? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago I rang in and I was I was talking about, uh, you know, I've got the fears that, um, that, that, that it, it could be different when obviously he's got the job full time because he's he's been given this to do as a, a sort of interim kind of thing um, and it, that could change things but at this point it's it, it's just it's not really a choice anymore I mean we, you can't the guy's winning game after game and you, you've got to give him the job I'm, I, my, my fear is that 
come the start of next season, right, you're in the job now, you've got to win the Premier League, you've got to win the Champions League, etc. Then all of a sudden, it, it things change. It, that you know, maybe that could happen. I don't know, but um, but at this point, we've we've kind of uh, <laughs> we, we've got to give him the job because um, why why not? Uh, no one comes close then for you. Wrong. There's, I mean, Pochettino um, obviously is an option, um, uh, and part of me does think that you know, is this just uh, because of the conditions that he's he's come in under? That I mean, it, it's a bit like people have forgotten the fact that every season at other clubs, I mean, not at ours, thankfully, but at other seasons, uh, um, other clubs, they've. They've done poorly. They draft in these managers who do well for you know a period of time. It's all great, and then come the next season, they're back in the exact same position they're in again because it's that new manager, it's that new person walking in the door that all of a sudden gets a lift out of everybody, and it seems like oh this is it now, this is the future, and then all of a sudden it kind of that goes away that that, that you know sense of uh, fresh face walking in and 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 that enthusiasm and. Everything. I mean, hopefully not. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's a, I think it's a dream for all of us would be to have um, Ollie become, you know, the, the next uh, uh, Alex Ferguson and just be here for years and, and do great. But you can't help but have a little bit of fear because of his lack of experience, really, that it's not going to be what happens. Sorry, mate, I understand your fear as well. And I know what what you said before as well is like, can you imagine next season when he's got the job permanently rather than on a temporary basis, it all starts to go wrong. Can you imagine how bad we'd feel if a United legend, uh, we all start to watch it crumble around him? However, can you imagine how bad it would be if... For some reason, the United board said, you know what, despite this great form, we're not going to give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the job. We're going to give it to Maurizio Pochettino. Then he starts terribly. We'd all be like, what what did we do that for? Yeah, that's why we've got to give him the job because because they've basically put themselves in a position now where you can't not give it in because if they don't and then that somebody else comes in like you say and it goes badly then oh you know we're all going to be up in arms about it so it, it's kind of it's already written that he's he's got unless. I don't know what he'd have to do now to, to for all the fans to turn around and not want him. But I think it's we've gone past that point now. Everybody just uh, just wants to get him in, don't they? Now I'm just I'm um, just thinking what Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer would actually have to do for fans to not want him in. I don't think. <laughs> well, he'd yeah. be pictured in a, in a night out in a Liverpool shirt yeah. on Merseyside yeah. or something yeah. like that. Still give it him. Yeah. Uh, for you, yeah. just talking about what we were talking about earlier about Lukaku and Sanchez. Uh, when you saw them last night, is it is it time up? For them boys or like Lukaku do you still think uh, he is right man um, it, it's a very interesting one and, a, and a, a, a good one to speak about today I guess because before um, last night I must admit I mean I was I was watching the game and, and, and obviously when he had that chance I was that was me gone you know I'm like get, get him out he's just he's lost it and everything <laughs> you're um, not the only one mate I don't think <laughs> yeah I think everyone was doing that and uh but yeah, and then I, I sort of he scored the first goal, and I looked at him and I saw his celebration. And I thought he still looks like somebody who's who doesn't feel confident. But then when he got the second one, it looked like he that sort of just sparked it for him, and, and he just he started to feel you know confident again, and he, he, he kind of he came to life a bit more there. Uh, and and Sanchez, um, I, I still feel a little bit sorry for him because I feel like there's been quite a few games where we've. 
we've put him in under a scenario of coming on where we're defending the lead, mm. so he's got a lot of defending to do, or coming on in a game where it's almost um, it's we've almost lost the game already, and we're struggling at that point in time. And I just don't feel like he's had a lot of games where he's just started and played. And even last night, I felt a bit sorry for him being out there. Like I know Lukaku's on a hat trick and was playing well, but. With, with how you'd expect to, his mentality to be, I saw him coming off the pitch, and I, I, it looked like he was kind of going, you know, full, you could have at least kept me on until the, the end of the game. Let, yeah. let me have one full game, try and get a goal, you know. Um, so yeah, I felt a bit for him, and I still think he's got a lot of quality. And, and I, 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 people writing him off, uh, I, I think you know, there's there's something there, and, and just give it a little bit more time, you know. Is it seventy million pounds worth of quality, though? Do you reckon? Uh, in terms of Lukaku, yeah, um, yeah I, I know what you're saying, and <laughs> and it it hasn't felt like it um, certainly over this season. Um, it, it 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 doesn't seem like he's perhaps what we thought we were going to get. And I do, I, I have said to many people that I don't feel. I mean, you look at when Zlatan was here, and even though he was old, and it was you know towards the end of his career, it he was still. Like, you could almost guarantee, I mean, the goals that he scored, mm. it was just that figure up there that just, you know, would get you goals. And I, I don't know, and his, his confidence was unwavering, whereas Lukaku seems like if it goes a bit poorly for him, feels like his head goes down a bit. And, mm. and you, you kind of need somebody a stronger character than that, especially playing for Manchester United and, and playing up front. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Especially... Before last night, I'd have been saying to you, yeah, get him out of here. It's, I don't think he's any good. But then last night, it just sort of felt like mm, maybe he's, maybe there's something there. Maybe he can, this will spark him off. And, and let's not forget that the team as a whole, for quite a long period, never mind him, none of them have really been playing great. So, yeah, no. you, you know, it, it's not like he's been in the, you know, sticking in the Liverpool side or City side. Maybe he will be put, putting a goal in every week. But, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone else around him hasn't been doing it either. Different system. Like you say, Dan. Yeah, Dan exactly. Thank you very much for your call, yeah. mate. You've been a wonderful, right, no wonderful phone call. Thank you very much. You can undo what Dan just did there. Oh three four five, treble one seven six two five. Is he going to invoice us for the show? Come and have your say. <laughs> We're going to play a little game. Okay. I love a game. I love a game. It's all about who's put a biggest shift in, and I say shift <laughs> for Manchester United this season. We are going to talk about who's played the most minutes for the Reds. Okay. Sitting in number one. Can anyone take a quick guess? Get this out of the way with. Sitting number one. Who's played the most minutes? The goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. Both of you correct. Right. Who has played more minutes for Manchester United? Nemanja Matic or Paul Pogba Gaz? Matic. Wrong. Oh, really? Wrong. Paul Pogba with a nearly, nearly 100 minutes more. 80 minutes more. I mean, that's not, it's not even a game. This is in the Premier League, sorry. Who has played the most for Manchester United? Uh, uh, no, Webby. Lindelof or Luke Shaw? Luke Shaw. Wrong is Lindelof. Big <laughs> <laughs> crap. Who has played the most for Manchester United? Gaz, is it Rashford or Ashley Young? Rashford. Mm. Oh, come on! Oh, it's Ashley Young! 
Who has played the most minutes for Manchester United? Webby, is it Lingard or Martial? Oof. Lingard. Lingard! Hey! You're correct. Lingard playing just 10 more minutes than Martial. Final ones for everyone here. <laughs> oh, we meant to know that. Come on, play the game. Who has played the most... guessing game, innit? Who has played the most out of these Spaniards for United? Under Herrera or Juan Mata? Oh, good pronunciation. Under Herrera. Uh... Juan Mata. Oh, guys, you oh, are... come on! And who, for Manchester United this season, has played the most minutes? Alexis Sanchez. Or Marouane Fellaini Webby. Sanchez. Set your eye up there. Is absolutely wrong. Fellaini. You asked us three, right? One nil to Webby. One nil to Webby. I didn't get one right. I didn't get one right, you're awful. Do you want to do who was... Oh, no, I'm going to play the who's played the least minutes. That's a boring game. Um, yeah, thank you very much for taking part. Oh, you. You're rubbish. Oh, yeah. Fair We're enough. going to be back after this. We're going to be talking about the weekend's actions for the Reds. We're also going to be looking at our injury list and what possible youngsters could come onto the pitch for Manchester United. Speaking whatever you want to talk about as well on the text eight double seven double one. Give us a call. 0345 7625 and we'll be right back after this. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Manchester United Football Social with full-time Devils. Welcome back to the full-time Devils takeover of the Manchester Football Social. We hope you're having a wonderful night. Whatever you're up to, we're going to be talking now about two games because we're not going to be here before the PSG game. So we might as well mention that. That is on Wednesday, the 6th of March, this Wednesday coming up. But we've got action at home against Southampton on a Saturday at 3 o'clock, which is a rarity for the Reds. Uh, but that'll be happening, obviously, this Saturday. So let's preview that as well. Uh, and we want your thought, uh, thoughts on everything. 8 one 
your calls 0345 Come and have your say. Uh, we aren't going to be on YouTube today. It's just podcast only. So if you know someone who watches on YouTube, send them to the live stream now on xsmanchester.co.uk or tell them to get the podcast because it's bloody brilliant. Right. Let's talk now about Southampton on the weekend. So we, we go away to Crystal Palace. We win 3-1. The momentum, you know, although these injuries has to be taken into this game, Gas. Mm-hmm. But Southampton haven't been very good either, though, recently, mate. They've been all over the place. And in the last game, they got a win against Fulham. But um, they actually played quite pragmatic in that game. And I think they'll probably try and do the same against United. Play defensive, keep people behind the ball. But um, it won't work because we're not Fulham. Mm. We're a bit better than Fulham. And I think we'll be far too much for Southampton, mate. Hopefully just building up confidence going into the PSG game, which... Uh, I, I just think it's um, th- that game for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer it's almost <laughs> this sounds ridiculous to say in a Champions League round of 16 game but it's almost a, a can't lose game I think if Ole goes out the Champions League we're not going to be you know we're not going to be calling for his head we're not going to be blaming him in any way um, and hopefully the, the, the lads just put a good account of himself next week and you know give give him a game obviously you don't want to see us go there and get absolutely thrashed uh, but if we do throw everything at it and, and you know, they are to score and effectively end the tie, then, eh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mixed opinions on um, Ashley Young yesterday. Um, he gets the goal from Manchester United. Of course, that's a good thing. He made sure that the last um, 10 minutes were a bit more comfortable. But he was slightly at fault for a goal, uh, again, that was obviously conceded. Um, that was Joe Ward's shot in the 66th minute. And you think, oh, that... He, you know, he's if he didn't score that goal, he would have been the man that everyone was coming after. Every United fan was coming after. Not just in general about last night, guys, but what do you make of Ashley Young as a player for Manchester United going into next year? He signed with that extension. Is he the right person to take United into the next level? I mean, he's an experienced player, been in the Premier League quite a while. He's a he's a player that is good to have around the squad. And he's one of the the many players that have been at United over the last few years which have maybe stayed beyond their tenure. Um, he'd be good as a squad player, though, <coughs> but we wouldn't play him like that, would we? we? If we kept him at the club, he'd probably be first choice starting right back next season. So if we're going to keep him, then keep him because he's a player who is has got a great experience, can play on both, uh, both positions at full-back. And we should play him as a backup to another first choice right back, which we need to bring into the club. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, obviously, a few years back we lost quite a lot of uh, lot of the older players all at once. I think you got to keep young there. You know the experience he's got. Uh, worth a deal for me. I don't think he'll play every game. I think Delat will come in and maybe possibly another new right back, and he'll just be there. But what people forget to it shocked me last night that. He did play at full-back with the way the system was set out. I thought yeah. that was going to, he was going to go on the right side. But apart from, obviously, their goal, I thought he handled Zaha very well. You know, in his day, Zaha never got the, never took his chance with, with us, unfortunately. But Moise's it, daughter. Well, that was... Uh, allegedly. allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. That's uh, all sued. Obviously, on his day, he, he can be a match winner. You know, he's a great player, but I thought Young handled him well until, obviously, they got the, the added goal from the, the mistake by Young. But... Keep him around the club, you know. We made that mistake when we got rid of Vinic, Ferdinand and Ever all at once. You know, it was a big old left. We know not a lot of experience left there and I think Young will do. 
that you know when he's waiting for the XTA for me that's a good point as well because Ferdinand uh, Vidic and Evra when they left the club they weren't they weren't of the calibre to be starting every week for a team that's winning the league really were they Webby no, at no, the time that they left no. the club but to keep them around just for that experience would have been important same with Ashley Young I suppose so you're saying okay keep them around for that experience you want to have that sort of Manchester United um, identity character running through whatever happens next year and I get that but I do not think that should come down from our manager if Ollie's at <laughs> I think you either have one or the other you either have Ashley Young <laughs> or you have Ollie going to social and Mick Feeling. surely they can can bring more to the squad and bring the identity I more just, than I just young. think Joe, I just think that it's that connection between the management and the players, the senior players, if there's something wrong, let's go and speak to him. And obviously when the likes of the three left previous and then we just had Ryan there and then obviously he left them. We was missing that experience, you know, we was missing that, that go to, you know, someone what would connect between the management side and the playing side and I think yeah, but you know what, it wasn't too long ago that Ashley Young was England's first choice fullback, you know, so he can't be that bad. He's looked after himself, you know. Time will tell, you know. I'm not going to say he's going to start every game, but he doesn't seem to let us down. And I'm so glad he scored last night. And long, well, let's keep him there for another year and see how it goes. Let's do it. Uh, Manchester United in action. Uh, <coughs> three o'clock kickoff on uh, against Southampton. You expect the same sort of lineup. I mean, I don't know if Delo's going to be playing out on the wing, but what did you make of the midfield, guys? You had Fred uh, McTominay. We praised him a lot at the start. Um, Pogba as well doing his bit. You think you'll stick with them? Three? I'm just thinking. Is last night the first time we actually played the three names in the song? Sanchez, well, got Sanchez Pogba, Pogba, and Pogba and Fred. But we don't get to play Rashford though. I think that's the first. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's yeah. the first time we played those three players together. Though, hey. yeah. Um Sorry, that one though. Like that. Um, yeah, uh, th- to be honest, I thought I thought they were all right, but um, I think I, th- I think that the players that were thrown together last night really were thrown there because of injuries, and I think the same will be the case for the next one as well. Uh, like I say, I think it'll be a similar sort of lineup. Personally, I think he did he did do a good a good job last night on the wing, really, Delo. Uh, but I, I think that that might be the one change we don't see Delo there. I'd rather see Delo at right back, and Ashley Young, who's played quite a bit recently. Um, I'd like to see someone else there. I'd like to see Alexis Sanchez played on the right-hand side. I'd like to see that and Marcus Rashford on the other wing, but I don't think we could see that. I actually think it's more likely that we'll see Tahith Chong play on the right-hand side than Alexis Sanchez. It all depends on the fitness of uh, Martial, Lingard and Rashford. If we're talking about bringing people in, Greenwood, uh, there's a lot of talk about it and it's what we call the podcast today. You think Greenwood should get that opportunity and no, you like him, won't you? Yeah, I obviously thought last night he'd be involved. You know, obviously there was pictures of him arriving at Sellers Park from the coach suit and the boot and I thought he'd be involved unfortunately he wasn't he'll get his chance there's no doubt about that whether it be this season you know he was going to take him down to Chelsea but he got injured he's good enough you know his record speaks for itself you know and he's just got to be given that chance now to play at an higher level I've got no no qualms that he's going to do it one day you know and it will be a great success for Manchester United Football Club will it come this year hopefully you know, you could have him on the bench Saturday, could have him on the bench Wednesday night, you know, he's got that thing pace, you know, which defenders don't like, you know, he's got bags of it, and he will come good and he will get his chance, uh, but he's got to wait, wait his time, you know, and obviously Garner come on last night, a uh, bit of extra pressure on him by someone saying he's Michael Carrick, 20 years younger, you know, <laughs> hopefully he's as good as Michael Carrick, uh, but the future looks good for United, and once again, we, we bring in something like, is it Tony from Twitter? Is it the first, how many matches you've played been involved in the yeah. 16? And it'll carry on every game. And it's a great thing for the club that we do use the youth. 
Yeah, and it's that sort of pride that we can am say I, stuff like that am, out loud. Am I right in thinking Mason Greenwood is still 17 years old? Yeah. 17 Good years old, that is 17. very young. What did you do when you were 17, guys? Oh, mate, you don't even want to know, still honestly. Still look the same. <laughs> those videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not them videos. He was doing the Momo challenge. Uh, <laughs> he was Momo. Uh, let's also talk then about PSG. Uh, midweek, they are the big game. You go into Paris, you just said then, guys, that it is, you know, a win-win, whatever's going to happen you know not no one's expecting us to to go over there and get the result so is there any different way they should attack frog all guns blazing at them do you do you push everyone up do you sit back what do you do against paris what what could we possibly do two nil down i know just have it go for it have it i stick a load of youngsters on and say go have it have it go have it Flare players on that's what you do and people will like be laughing at this like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to tactics no you're absolutely right i don't but i want to see united i want to see united team go in at that game in a game that you're already two nil down an aggregate and show that they've got the bottle and attitude to throw everything at it and come off the pitch Win, lose, or draw, happy with the performance and feel like they left everything on there. That's all I want to see. Yes, right. We are nearly over the get. The, nearly over the show's nearly over. Webby, are you uh, got your final word uh, prepared? Uh, yeah. we'll, go, I'll, t- I'll take uh, Gaz's predictions for Southampton. Uh, prediction for Southampton, I reckon, will be four-one. Four-one. Prediction for Paris. Paris, I, you know what? I reckon a score draw. I reckon we're really going to go for it. We're going to play well, but it'll be a one-all or a two-all. And we'll, we'll be happy as well. We'll go out, but we'll be happy. Prediction for Paris, will we? Desmond. Desmond 2-2. Southampton on the weekend? 4-0. <laughs> 4-0. Webby, take the lead. Your final word. Yeah, obviously it's not about football now. It's a good friend of mine. He's just had an operation. Oh, he's a massive United fan, massive fan of the show. Tunes in every week. Uh, Davey Huff get your feet up son get your feet up boy and let the girls run round after you and take care and I'll see you soon pal up the reds up Good the night. reds indeed Ollie's at the wheel thank you very much to Gaz thank cheers you. Gaz Webby thank you very much cheers Joseph you. Uh, and we'll be a podcast for you if you've missed the show you want to listen back make sure you do Manchester United Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show 